0: Week 15 of the NBA 2021-22 season is over, which means it's time to run it back. This is Run It Back, NBA Week in Review.
1: The voice of the fans. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. A follow through like Kobe's money, you can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to. The- Sports, post-game reports, debates, and play-by-play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone the man up. You can ask Peach Basket, the Peach Basket coming to on
2: end. The Peach Basket, where the news begins. We're dropping news like we're in
1: the stands. Creative views from the avid fans. The Peach this is a show where we recap the
0: was, then take a deep dive into that week for select teams. Tonight, I'll be joined by Nate Malone, who will cover the Phoenix Suns, Isaac Edelman of our partner site, flteams.com, with an update on the Miami Heat, and I will do my best to update you on the Los Angeles Lakers Week 15. Before we get to the individual team recaps, we want to take a look back at the marquee matchups for Week 15. This is the NBA Rapid Recap.
2: Only three games in the NBA on Saturday, January 22nd. The Phoenix Suns started Week 15 by doing what they have consistently done all season long, with. On this day they topped the Indiana Pacers 113-103. Sunday, January 23rd saw 11 NBA games played. Two of the teams chasing the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference, the Golden State Warriors and the Utah Jazz matched up. The Warriors are in the W in this one, 94 to
1: 92.
2: Four games on Monday, January 24th. The better-than-expected Cleveland Cavaliers beat the good, but struggling New York Knicks, 95 to 93. The Cavaliers' balanced attack had five players score in double digits, with two others scoring eight points. Tuesday, January 25th had nine NBA games to enjoy. The marquee matchup was between the Los Angeles Lakers and Brooklyn Nets. The Lakers took this West vs. East game by a score of 106-96. 10 games on Wednesday. The Chicago Bulls started out this season on fire. Of late they have been battling injuries and struggling a bit, but on this day they were able to get the win against the Toronto Raptors, 111-105. only two NBA games on Thursday, January 27. The still dense Simmons-less Philadelphia 76ers took on the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers were without LeBron James for this matchup, but did recently welcome back Anthony Davis. Despite a big game from AD, the 76ers won 105-87. 11 big games on Friday, January 28. While the Jazz, Suns and Warriors have dominated the Western Conference standings, the Memphis Grizzlies have been quietly making a run for the top. On this day they beat the Utah Jazz 119-109 and are now solidly in the third position in the Western Conference. Ingles against Conchar. House steps out. Air, That's
0: five. Now we are, and always will be, a site dedicated to basketball. We exist to amplify the voice of passionate basketball fans worldwide, but we're also fans of sports in general, and we aren't living under a rock. Uh, We are aware that this is a big football weekend. Only four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets. If your team wins, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL and sponsor of Run It Back, NBA Week in Review. Be crazy to talk football and not mention the greatest quarterback to ever play the game retired today. Thank you for 22 amazing seasons, Mr. Tom Brady. And I cannot think of a better segue than that to bring in Isaac Edelman. Isaac is from our partner site, flteams.com, your one-stop shop for all things Florida sports related. Uh, he is a Florida guy, not just a Miami Heat guy. He is kind of a fan of Tom Brady, I guess. Uh, so my condolences to you and all of Tampa for the retirement of Brady, but we're not here to talk him. We're here to talk Miami Heat. So unless you uh, you want to interject a little football talk, uh, tell us a little bit about it. How the Heat did this week.
3: We are here to talk about the best team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Record wise, statistically, and also visually. Now, we are not here to show visuals. We are here to talk and break down the Heat and their week. Three and oh. Well, it's not surprising. This is what we should expect from the Heat each and every week, especially because they are now the first seed in the Eastern Conference. Look. The Heat are not healthy. They haven't been all season. This is what's so impressive about this team. Kyle Larry hasn't played at all this week. Obviously, Victor Oladipo hasn't played at all this week. He hasn't played one game this season. Oladipo right. expected to be back sometime in February, which February starts in a few days. But anyway, let's break down this week. The Heat started off against a tough team, but on the other hand, a not-so-tough team. The Los Angeles Lakers and it it was the return of LeBron James to Miami LeBron scored 33 points and 11 rebounds terrific and that's his as per usual performance right but that wasn't it Russell Westbrook 24 points 9 rebounds and 9 assists everything went well for the Lakers except the first three quarters. The Heat were blowing out the Lakers all game, but then Miami fell apart in the fourth quarter. The Lakers had a chance. They had a very, very strong chance to win this game. It was a low chance, but it got strong towards the end, but THT made a very bad inbound, and that's why the Heat won 113-107. to Jimmy Butler was the star of this game. He had a triple-double, ten, uh, 10 rebounds, 12 assists, and 20 points. This triple-double passed, well, guess who? LeBron James for the most right. triple-doubles in Heat history. And that's, that's amazing. Shocking. Yeah. And I think it's shocking, and I think this is why you're saying it's shocking, because LeBron has played way more games in a Heat uniform than Jimmy Butler. Um, look, P.J. Tucker, very good on the defensive end, had 7 rebounds, 5 assists, only 8 points. Look, P.J. Tucker is shooting lights out from through this season we'll talk yeah. about that later because it showed in the other games the heat played this week. Duncan Robinson, second star of the game, 25 points in 42 minutes. He was Miami's leading minute getter, which is very surprising, but it did pay off. Um again, the heat outside of Tyler, outside of Kyle Lowry and Victor Oladipo did not have Tyler Hero. Yet we beat the Lakers. Um the Lakers did not have AD. So it kind of does even out. So that that's Miami's first win of the week. Then the Heat stay in Miami to play the Knicks. Miami wins one ten to ninety six. They they had control of the game um, uh, from tip off. Julius Randle, though, I, I I'll, I'll say this: he sucked, but it's not because he sucks. It, it's because Miami is such a good defensive team. Look, Julius Randle might be the the worst star in the NBA. What does that mean? He is a star at times, but at other times he's terrible. And that's why I want to give him a, a nickname of the worst star in the NBA. I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it, it is going
0: to make sense now. Yeah. Um, I saw you tweet that, or, or at least you put it in our Slack channel. I, re- I remember. Yeah, I, I that. put that somewhere. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler, 22 points. That, that's around what he's averaging this season, actually. But PJ Tucker, 20 points in 23 minutes. Every time he got the ball in the corner, he made the three-pointer. He leads the NBA in three-point percentage this season. He is by far playing better than how he did last year on the championship yeah. bucks and then previously on the
0: Houston Rockets. Yeah, you know, I want to – let me pause you there because I'm yeah. still so fascinated by that guy. He, he's such a glue guy, such a great player. Matt, you know, I, Let me take you back a little bit. DeMar DeRozan in San Antonio was good. But not what he's doing in you know, in Chicago, right? I mean, it's amazing, the night and day difference. He's so much better in Chicago. And then you take a look at P.J. Tucker. Good with the Bucks because he had a certain role he had to fill. But he wasn't expected to do the things he's doing in Miami. Now, in Miami, he's flourishing. I mean, he's shooting. I think I saw 50. I mean, I might be wrong. Yeah, no, he is. But, he is. But it's 48% from three, from the corner three, right? Almost 50% from, from the corner three. The guy's virtually automatic. He's and by unbelievable. The way, and by the way, he's
3: shooting for is horrendous
0: I, it, it obviously works I just it works
3: yeah I say it's horrendous and I want to make this clear when you compare it to the normal no, three-point form or or to the majority of how NBA players shoot I got But you. It, it's working so we're not gonna complain about that it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it doesn't look good visually right it, it's Scoreboard like team, don't lie. Yeah. it's like some teams I, I can't think of one off the top of my head um they're just they, they win but they don't they play sloppy mm-hmm. um I'm not going to think of a team like that. Well,
0: I'll tell you the the New York Knicks of the nineties, you know, and, and I know this yeah. is before your time, but this was a team that played, and I don't want to call it sloppy, but it, they, they played half court games. They slowed it down and they punished you. Wasn't necessarily fun basketball to watch, but they won games. Um, so yeah, there's an example. So yeah, I, I get you. Um, and yeah, the, the shooting form matters when it doesn't look good and it doesn't go right? If yep. the shooting form looks good and doesn't go, then you're concerned. But if it doesn't look good, but it goes, there's no concern. And that's what we are with P.J. Tucker.
3: Absolutely. So also in this game against the Knicks, Duncan Robinson, second straight game with 25 points. That's a very good sign. He's back in the starting lineup for Miami after his big slump. Eric Spostra <laughs> rightly took him out of the starting lineup, and it obviously works. <laughs> and that's why he has such a good uh, you know, coaching system, that they know what to do at the right times. Yeah. Miami stood game of the week, and their third win of the week was against your Clippers, Jose. Miami, again, like the Lakers game, the Lakers also play in LA. It's something about these LA teams, right? The Heat were blowing out the Clippers the first three quarters, but in that fourth quarter, the Heat were selling. The Heat were blowing their lead, but luckily, they ended up winning 121 to 114. Look, Jimmy Butler, 26 points. He just keeps on performing. PJ Tucker, 18 points. Man, I'd be fine with him getting 10 points, but he's obviously making his threes, and that's why he's having 18 points. Bam out of bio, pretty good game. Double double, 20 points, 12 rebounds. Gabe Vincent, the product out of UCSB, 23 points. Let me give you a quick stat about Gabe Vincent. He is playing, he's playing himself into some really solid company. Look, Let's break down the starting guards since December 1st who are averaging 14 plus points per game and averaging 40 plus percent from the three-point line. Zach Levine, 24 points per game. Drew Holiday, 20 points per game. Seth Curry, 15 points per game. Tyrese Maxey, 14 points per game. And Gabe Vincent is next up at 14 points per game and shooting 40% from the field. Vincent is good. And, Jose, I'm, I'm going to quiz you. Sorry if I'm putting you on the spot. Out of the five players I named, out of this four out of the five players I named. What are they compared to Gabe Vincent?
0: Well-known NBA players. Well, that is true. But they are starters.
3: Gabe Vincent is gotcha. the only player on that list who's coming off the bench.
0: Makes sense. Yeah.
3: And that's impressive, right? So so that's why the Heat have such good depth. Let me tell you something, something about Caleb Martin. He's another guy that, you know, true NBA fans know who he is, but he, he wasn't that good with his brother on the Charlotte Hornets. He's been good, really good this year on the Heat. And and it is impressive because a lot of players are going down with injuries. And this is why the Heat deserve so much credit. They obviously have good coaching, Right. They, they obviously are set up well with money, right? But the amount of injuries they've had hasn't affected us. It has, but because we've had bench pieces play well, it hasn't been a problem. So, look, the Heat only have one concern, and they need to work on their late-game play. They blew a big lead to the two L.A. teams, the Lakers and Clippers. We won both of those games, but in the playoffs, you will not win those games, right? Right? The Lakers will win that game, right? THT will not even be inbounding that ball in the playoffs. At least I hope he won't.
0: He uh, may not um, be with the Lakers. Uh, yeah, time. and, and
3: I, th- I think we'll discuss something about the trade deadline later yeah, on the show. Yeah, Am I right? Yeah. 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 So, so that's really it for the Heat. Um, Kyle Lowry is still out with personal matters, and the Heat are playing. The Raptors, as we speak right now, um, Look, the Heat are going to win this game tonight. Against the Raptors, and they're going to stay first um, in the East, especially because the Bulls keep on losing. In the Nets, who knows what's happening with them?
0: Um, I was curious about Kyle Lowry. You brought it up. It's personal issues that's keeping him out right now. Yes. Okay. So not, no, no detail, just a personal issue.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, and that's right. the same thing that's happening with Goran Dragic, who was spotted in Miami in, in their last game against the Clippers. So interesting.
0: Well, he continued to impress Um, having watched them closely when they play the Lakers and the Clippers. You know, what impresses me is they're, they're again, they're a good basketball team. And and I've said it before, I will take a good basketball team over a a group of all-stars that is not yet a team. Um, And and unfortunately, you know, I think we're, we're, it's a great segue because we're going to talk Lakers. Unfortunately I think that's kind of where, you know, the Lakers are. Uh, or certainly where they started, where they were at the start of the season. Um, like I said, great segue. Let's go ahead and drop the pin in Los Angeles. We're going to leave Isaac here while I talk Los Angeles Lakers basketball. I've said it before. I'm not a big fan of doing these because we have great people that cover the Lakers. Um, but uh, I, I'm here. I watch the games. I'm, I'm a fan. Um, so I'm going to give you uh, the, the, the the Lakers update for week 15. Week 15 was like every other week for the Lakers. And unfortunately, that's not a particularly good thing. the The Lakers are built top heavy in that they have an incredible reliance on three guys. These are the guys that they each play thirty, pay thirty million dollars plus a year to play the game of basketball. LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook. Everybody else, for the most part, is on a minimum contract. It, it's it's baffling. So what that gets you is a team of you know superstars, but it, it takes a while. To make a team a team. And again, that's the difference, I think, with the Miami Heat, a, a team like the, the Los Angeles Clippers. These the San Antonio Spurs is another good example, are another good example. These, these are good teams. The Lakers are working to get there. And it generally takes a while. And every single time that the Lakers make a step forward and look like a team, you know, they regress a little bit. And it's because of injuries. You know, that's been the story this season, unfortunately, for a lot of teams, not just the Lakers. But it's one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, one step back, which leaves them at 500, and, and, and that's where they are. They had a one and 3 week, was not a particularly good week. They are in the midst of a long six-game road trip. Um, let me see if I can get the uh, the actuals here. They beat the Magic – oh, no, I'm sorry. That was going back last week. They lost to the Heat. Uh, Isaac uh, brought that up. They beat the Nets. Um, and that was unfortunately, though, without KD, without Kyrie, um, and LeBron had a great game in that one. Um, and then they lost to the Sixers, and they lost to the Charlotte Hornets. And, and, and that's the way it's been. Um, unfortunately, with the Hornets, they, had, they were without Ky- Kyrie. They were without LeBron and without AD. LeBron is out again uh, tomorrow against the Hawks. Um, so th- that's the difficult thing. Isaac talks about, and, and, and absolutely justifiably so, about the depth of the Miami Heat uh, we'll talk, you know, talk a little bit about the Clippers again. I, I see some similarities there. They, they're, they do not have Kawhi, they don't have Paul George, but they continue to play good basketball because they're a good team. Um, the Lakers don't have that kind of depth. They have some good players behind those top big three. Malik Monk is, is phenomenal. Austin Reeves has been very good. Taylor Horton Tucker has not, become who everybody expected him to be every Bradley has been good in spots but you really don't have that consistency and unfortunately when you when you when you put all your eggs in that you know that big three bucket and that big three just can't play they I don't know that they've been on the court um uh, for very many games I should have that handy I don't but they have not been on court together for very many games the big three and certainly not at all recently that makes it tough that is an absolute struggle um so I understand Isaac just messaged me; he's having some computer problems. I'm not. I, I'm not watching the screen, so I'm not sure what you see of him right now. But if he's if he's wonky now in any way, shape, or form, it's because he's having computer troubles. Um, but that's the problem, unfortunately, with the Los Angeles uh, Lakers. Uh, there has been talk about moving on from Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, the reports are saying you know that it's not going to happen. Uh, they 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 you know they they I think again, these rumors, you never know what's true and what isn't, but there was talk that they uh, looked to the Kings to bring in Buddy Heald for THT. Uh, the Kings didn't want that. So I think, you know, the Lakers are picking up the phone. We're going to talk to trade deadline in a minute, but I i, I think this is a team that they're going to see through to the playoffs. Um, and we'll see. I mean, 80 is back now. He looked phenomenal against the Sixers. It is possible in, in, the second half of the season, that this team gels, that this team gets it together and becomes a good team. And all three of their superstars are there. It is possible, but it really is the only path forward for the Los Angeles Lakers. Anything short of that, unfortunately, just means that uh, they're a play-in team um, and maybe just a first-round and out team at best. Uh, Not the greatest recap, unfortunately, for, for the Lakers Uh, Hopefully week 16 is better for the purple and gold. Uh, Isaac just is gone. All right. I guess my recap uh, was just horrible and he just decided to leave us. Um, But that's okay. That's the recap. Um, We're hoping for a better week in LA. Uh, Hopefully Nate is ready to join us because we're going to drop the pin now in Phoenix and talk the West leading
1: Phoenix Suns. Nate, are you
0: there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. All <laughs> right. There
0: you are. Nate. At, at
1: but uh, um, yeah. So we played. We played three games this week, um, starting Monday, and then um. All the way into, I think it was yesterday, we played the Timberwolves. So, we, we played a uh, pretty eventful week, um, and they all were wins. Uh, right now, we're in the midst of a nine-game winning streak, about to get to ten. Because the Spurs that we play, I want to say tomorrow, yeah, we play them tomorrow, they have almost nobody, none of their best players uh, po- uh, in um, portal, uh, Murray, and... Derek White, I don't think is playing either. So I mean, it's going to be a cakewalk. Um, so I'm not, you know. I'm, those I'm are only the f-
0: scary games, though, man. Because those are those are scary games when you expect to win and the other team you know plays over their head. So be careful. I feel as though if we were to lose,
1: no one would be. No one would be as. As mad as if we had our full team. So far, this whole week, JaVale McGee hasn't played. Jay Crowder hasn't played. DeAndre Aiden hasn't played. Um, Cameron Payne hasn't played. Um, probably a few other guys. I'm not wow. thinking. I, th- I don't think Alfred Payton's played. Like, I-, I don't know what's going on. Shoot. I think we lost Nate. That'd be like a coaching decision, but... Uh, I know Bismack Diambo, that's my boy. He has come in he's been and good. good, he's been great. Yeah, I don't know why he was sitting on the couch at home. He has been great. That dude came in and he is handling business. Um, uh, matter of fact, I was gonna pull up some of his stats so far. This dude is handling it. I mean, and it's not an easy task to uh, because I, I know people, some people want to talk about Aiden and say. And say that Aiden can't do this, Aiden can't do that. But I'm telling you right now, Aiden is, I feel like, a top five, at least a top six center in the league. Uh, I mean, he's averaged double-digit rebounds every year he's been in the league. He is, all he's averaged um, uh, like 60% or higher in field goal percentage. He's... Uh, all average double digit points. I mean, he does what you need him to do. I mean, I don't think he's the next coming of Shaq. He's not better than Embiid, you know, he's not better than Jokish, but he does what you right. need him. And Biombo is I wouldn't say duplicating his success, but he's at least imitating it. Let me see if I can hmm. um right here. Bismack Biombo. Even just yesterday with uh, or I'm sorry, not yesterday. Uh, no yeah 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 28 yesterday. He had 14 points, 12 rebounds. I mean, honestly, that's something I'd expect DeAndre Aiden to do. Maybe not on his best day. On his best day, I can see DeAndre Aiden dropping 28 and 19. Sure. 28 points, 19 rebounds, and he'll get you about six assists. Believe it or not, you know, maybe a block or two. I don't think DeAndre Aiden's the best blocker in the, in the in the league, but uh you know, I mean, when you're seven foot, you better at least block something. Get your hand in the air, you know? Right, right. Uh, against so what's the What's going to
0: happen, though, when, when when JaVale comes back? Now they got three bigs. There's just, there's not enough. You can't play all three, can you?
1: I think, well, here's the thing. And I believe that Monty Williams will will do a great job at staggering minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, he's done good at staggering minutes already. He has Chris Ball out there. And then, like, you, if you ever notice, you know, he needs a breather campaign, comes in, Devin sure. Booker stays in, and then he leaves a little bit uh, into the second quarter, usually depending on either his fatigue level or how many fouls he has. And then, you know, Cam Johnson comes in, Jay Crowder leaves, and then, you know, that's when you get, uh you know, guys like uh, JaVale McGee usually come in and give, you know, so – um, I know they start with Jay Crowder usually at like the, uh, the power forward, but I think it's just all depends on the package. Cause you know, when the Warriors want to go small, you know, back in the day, they used to put Draymond Green at the, at the, at, the, sure. at the five, sometimes the four. Yeah. So, but when they want to go long, you want to go big. I mean, you know, let's put uh, you know, let's put JaVale at the fours, put De- DeAndre Aiden at the, at the five and you no, know, let's, let's run, let's go. Cause. So I don't know. I don't know how much of the search games people really really pay attention to. A lot of times I'll click on my thing um on my on my TV and they'll be like, Do you want to just see the highlights? And I don't want to see the highlights. I want to watch the game. Right. I want to see the plays that they don't always want to show you. You know, the plays where you see JaVel McGee running a beautiful cut back. I mean, such a beautiful cut, and you know, getting an easy dunk. And, I mean, they can run that three, four times in a row because Chris Paul would make the pass every single time. Sure. And he did he did it yesterday to Bismack Bionbo. It was all over Twitter. I seen it, you know, tight window, right into the middle. And they're bigs. I mean, there's not a lot of teams that have bigs that just dominate. The Warriors do not have a big that just dominates. I don't know if uh, Wiseman is back. I don't think so. Uh, you he know, could be I, that guy, though. He's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what they've been missing, though. You know, um, uh, the war. I mean, not the war. I'm sorry, the Lakers. You know, AD. Yeah. He played great at the five. You though he kind of cries about it. You know, you he dominated know, Embiid though. <laughs> he played really well
0: against Embiid.
1: Yeah, that that won't happen in the seven games. I
0: but... <laughs> I don't disagree with you. No, I don't disagree with you. I don't. Well, listen. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to let your time go without mentioning that you dropped an article today. Which, which I think is, is is amazing and really appropriate for the Suns. The Suns are the best team in basketball record-wise. I mean, th- mm-hmm. that's it. Numbers don't lie. They are the best team in basketball. Yet they are somehow underappreciated. There's some scrutiny there. There's a lot of picking and poking. Uh, what what is it about the Suns? In the article, you highlight why they're so good, and it's a great read. We'll certainly have it comment or uh, linked uh, when when this posts on our YouTube channel. Um, but why is it that the Suns aren't getting, you know, necessarily the respect that, you know, even the Lakers still get, and they're a 500 basketball team. <laughs> why is that? Um, it's two things.
1: One, I feel it's a little bit of that um, – it's just a little bit of that 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 bias, that bias. I don't know if you play 2K – Or anything like that, but you probably I don't know, maybe your kids do your nephews or whatever. When you play 2K, you want the team with the (laughs) best players with the biggest names. You want LeBron, you want KD, you want that's you don't want Utah Jazz.
0: No one plays Utah Jazz.
1: (laughs) That's part of why the all-star game is so popular. I don't want to see the best players play against the best players. I, I don't look if there was a team. With a bunch of no name, nobodies from nowhere, and they were undefeated. Yeah, we'd be like, okay, they're great, but you know, no one would be trying to wear their jerseys. No one would yeah. be, uh, no one would be rooting them on. You know, you know, we want LeBron, we want Giannis, we want, you know. And, and, and the second part, I want to say, uh, well, actually, I, I I piggyback on my first part. Like in my in my article, I wrote the uh, the Jazz have had to deal with that a little bit. The Jazz last year were really good and the year yeah. before were really good. Yeah. But, I mean, no one's like, oh, the Jazz, it's their year. No one's saying that, you know? No one's saying that. And it's that. sad because why aren't they saying that, you know? It's kind of like the 49ers right now, you know, they are really close to Super Bowl, but people are still kind of like, mm, Jimmy G should get traded.
0: Mm, yeah, the 49ers
1: are okay. Mm. You know, and it's like why? I mean, they're playing great, but I don't want to talk too much football, but I just wanted to get an example. I really feel yeah. like if you uh you know, examples are, are, are so good. They just help you to really uh paint a picture of what I'm trying to uh portray. Um but in the second part I believe is because of that puncher's chance thing that pe- I've hear I've heard I hear people say a lot in, in, in boxing. There may be a guy who has a better uh record. There may be a guy who has I mean, he, he's had the accolades. He's a uh, golden glove boxer. He's done this. He's done that. But there's this other dude. He's fighting. And we've seen him knock out people before. He's got, like, the crowd behind him. And he's just got that puncher's chance. I mean, he may not be a better boxer, but you leave your chin right there. He's going to knock you out. Yeah. You know, He's got that puncher's chance. So I feel like the Lakers may suck a little bit as far as record-wise. Yeah. But they got that puncher's chance. I mean, you got Russell Westbrook. Hall of Famer Carmelo Anthony, yeah. LeBron James Hall of Famer, AD probably in his future if he gets his life together. A Hall Dwight, of Famer. Howard.
0: Dwight, Dwight Howard, Dwight
1: Hall Howard Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah. you know, you're, you're riddled with. I mean, you got the Warriors, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, the Warriors are four games behind us, four entire games, which is almost like a million when we're when you're when the team in front of them is playing like a like a battle of hell. You're not yeah. gonna, you know, so. But they still put them above us, and it's ridiculous. I mean, Steph Curry's played the worst month of his – probably his career. I mean, and they still, for some reason, are like, well, the Warriors – you
0: know, so I I don't know. It's just – we'll we'll see, though. We'll see. There is a lack of respect, and the only way you get past that is to win. You keep winning – People respect you. So, yeah, what we took away from that is that the Phoenix Suns are uh, Mike Tyson and the Los Angeles Lakers are Buster Douglas. They're the ones (laughs) with the puncher's chance. Outstanding recap. All right. I love the Suns. I'm excited to see them uh, play out the rest of the season. Let's bring in Isaac Edelman again. And we're going to go ahead now and talk NBA question of the day. Before we get to the NBA question of the day, to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN this weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and sponsor of Run It Back, NBA Week in Review. Um, I say every time before we get to the, the question of the day that I struggle with these, um, this one, you know, kind of was presented. It was pretty easy to come up with because the trade deadline is close. There are probably three times in the NBA season when NBA fans just get together and really just, you know, love to just talk and and, and opine the start of the season, right? Everybody's going to talk about why their team has a great chance at the end of the season when everybody talks about, you know, who won and and what should have been and the trade deadline, right? Um, The All-Star game is probably uh, fourth. Uh, There's always talks. There's always these rumors, right? Today, I think we talked about it already. THT was supposedly uh, offered to the Kings. Uh, Nate brought this up before we went live, but there's been rumors that uh, Harden wants out. Um, of Brooklyn and a logical choice would be Philly, which would be amazing, uh, at least intriguing, if not amazing. So there's lots of rumors. There are always rumors, but usually when we get to the NBA trade, line, trade deadline, somebody, you know, the Pacers will trade a second round pick to somebody for cash. I mean, they're, they're just duds nine out of 10 times. Okay. So- okay.
3: Let's, let's not bash the Pacers. We know they're bad.
0: No, no, that wasn't a pass. It could have been any team. The Heat trade a second round draft pick. You're not, you can't, you can't pass the Heat. The point is, oftentimes these trade deadlines come and go and nothing happens. So the question is, and it's just a gut feel. Um, and we'll start with you, Isaac, first, with the trade day, trade deadline close. It's just about a week and a half away, February 10th. Do you anticipate a lot of movement, light movement, or no movement? What's your gut telling you?
3: It's an interesting question, especially because you just said it's only a week and a half away. Look, I know this is a Heat fan because we wanted Kyle Larry last year at the trade deadline. It did not happen. Um, we did get Victor Oladipo, I believe. Um, so, you know, we wanted Larry, We didn't get him, but we got other players. I'm going to say there is going to be a lot of movement. I don't know if it's going to be as much as last year, which, by the way, was a lot. But Look, there are some interesting situations such as the Ben Simmons. Um, yeah. Because there was no such thing as a Ben Simmons you know, type of situation last year. There's been in the past, but definitely not last year. Simmons, look, he's on the trade block. Jeremy Grant, I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing his first name right. I've seen him on the trade block. It's interesting because the Pistons are always go- going to be um, willing to trade someone. Christian Wood. From the Rockets, Rockets won the trade players. Pacers, Miles Turner, Devonta Sabonis, also from the Pacers, and Harrison Barnes from the um, Kings. Mm-hmm. Those are some names that jump out to me now. Look, those so, are players. Let's say all those players get traded. That could be considered light movement, right? You need some other big moves. But believe me, there's teams like the Lakers that are going to try. I don't. I'm not going to say they're going to do it, but they're going to try to make trades. It may be unsuccessful because of the cap space issues, but they are going to try right. teams like the heat, even the number one team in the Eastern conference they they're going to make trades because they're going to hope everyone's healthy. They don't need so much depth, right? The depth they have is paying off. Correct. But Gabe Vincent, Max Strews, Kayla Martin, event Like, they don't need all of those players, right? Someone like Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman is a player that has value, right? Look, the Heat, I- I'm going to bring them into the conversation just because that's what I specialize in. They are the best team in the East, yet they are going to make trades. And that's why I think this trade deadline, I'm going to anticipate a lot of movement. Yeah. And that's with little names, such as... Miami's bench pieces. So we're going to go outside of Christian Wood and Devonta Sabonis. We're going to go to these small bench pieces from the Pistons, the Rockets, the Kings. They're going to get traded. That's what's going to happen before February 10th and likely on February 10th. Right. That's what usually happens.
0: And oftentimes it's those little pieces that have big results. Um, exactly. You don't necessarily need to trade for for an all-star. You need to trade for a good piece it's going to make a difference um it just dawned on me and I'm, I'm kind of jazzed about this we've got representation for the best team in the east and the best team in the west tonight uh that's kind of cool now the heat best team in the east isaac's anticipating a couple of moves uh nate i don't think that the the suns need to do anything uh but the question wasn't necessarily, you know, for your team. Do you see a lot of <laughs> yeah. movement? And and I know that you know, it, it, you know, it, Isaac answered it, it, you know, the way it, you know it was posed. But I'm curious, Nate. Do you think the Suns need to make any moves at all? Um. Well, I feel like I feel
1: like they they made the be- they made the their best moves in the beginning of the year, right. Um, everyone they brought in so far has helped one way or the other. I mean, Landry shemit yesterday had like 17 points, you know, uh-huh. was you know doing his thing. Um I'm not entirely a big fan of uh I'm not entirely a big fan of, like uh mid season trades and all that. I feel like it kind of messes with the mojo. But if it if it's if it's getting rid of somebody who's a cancer or Right. Or maybe, or maybe getting you that one player that you're just, you know, who can who can seamlessly move in. I don't think you should go out and get a superstar unless they give you a, a, a um, unless they somebody's like here take LeBron. I don't want to, you know. <laughs> but uh, right. other than that, get a role player who can move yeah. in, who can kind of work his way up the, uh, the uh, you know the depth chart. I do I I do see the Suns moving Dario Sarge though. I do see that because now we kind of have a log jam at center uh, or power forward, which everyone you, you know, because we got De- DeAndre Ayton, we got Javel McGee, Mac Mcgionbo, and Frank the Tank too. Forgot
2: Dario hasn't Frank. played like,
1: yeah. Dario hasn't played in what like two years almost? I mean, it's well, like year and a half. He didn't play like a lot of last year, and then I don't think he'll play this season. Who knows? I think they'll move him. If they can, he's he's he um, he has a pretty big contract bigger than Frank Kaminsky. And Frank has played well when he, I mean, he scored 31. If you guys remember that, and yeah, then he went down. We haven't seen him in a while. I feel like he'll be good for us this year. And um, they might end up moving uh, bell Nader. Um, he hasn't really done much. Um, they don't really have to, though. I don't think there's any like, come on, let's do it. I don't think James Jones needs to do anything
0: right, but That's the impression I get yeah okay uh, but the
1: uh I do think that um they might want to start getting ready to clear a little bit of cap space because if they lose a little bit of like if they if they if they don't go all the way to the finals and they end up having to uh get a new team going because I don't you know DeAndre Aiden hasn't doesn't have his option picked up, you know uh um, right who uh, I don't know if Bismack is on like a one year. I don't know if ja- Javel is on a one year. I'm not entirely sure about the contract um, parameters. So they might want to get a little cash base going. So maybe they can re-sign some people or go into free agency with a little bit of money to make a splash. You know? Yeah. I,
3: I have yeah, a quick think... question. I have a quick oh, question, if you allow. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Jake Crowder fan. Um, he is so valuable for the playoffs, but that could mean that a team like the Suns, you know, he he, he hasn't been that good this year. Maybe he needs a new scenery, but maybe his value was so high for the playoffs that a team like maybe the Jazz or the Nuggets may want him for the playoffs or maybe maybe a team like the Bulls. I don't know. Nate, do you think they'll trade him? Because I, I think, obviously, he is so valuable for the Suns, but since he's so valuable for other teams too, that means Phoenix can get a good return for him.
1: I'm not sure I'm not sure what Jay Carter does. I, I think he just I think he's the guy in the group chat who's like, "Come on guys, let's go." And then doesn't even show up to the game. Like he I mean, he he does good every now and then, but he's about as offensively gifted as the dude passing out hot dogs at the uh at the games. I mean, he I don't really like him too much. Uh you you're real big on him, you know. If you want him come get him, you know. I'm not I don't really care.
3: <laughs> hey but but I'm telling you a lot of teams probably want him because he is so valuable in the playoffs.
1: I, I believe he's valuable. Uh but then again, you know it's a whole it's what how many players is it in the NBA four hundred or something like that? I mean it's a bunch of players that are, that could be valuable, especially to a team that has played well with him in or out of the lineup. Yeah. He doesn't. Here, here, here's I mean, how I think of it. Here's how I think of it. If the Suns
3: don't trade Jay Crowder, it's not because a team didn't want him. It's because the Suns think he's valuable for the playoffs. That's the
1: that, that that could be possible too. Um, I don't think though. I don't think anyone is uh, on the Suns is trying to move anyone who's a start. He started every time he's played. He started. Right. So I don't think there's any reason for them to try to move off of him, but he—I'm—I'm I'm getting sick of him playing 35 minutes and only having six points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: the headline though has got to be Jay Crowder loses shooting contest to hot dog vendor. That's <laughs> the—that uh, is the headline.
3: <laughs> talk about Cole Anthony making the dunk contest. Yeah, we
0: will we'll talk All Star game later. Oh, let's not go there just yet. <laughs> Here's my gut. I I I I don't know. I have nothing to base this on. I, I, I wish I had, you know, hotline to the NBA that could kind of give me the, uh, you know, the uh, the absolute scoop. It's just my gut, but I think there's going to be a lot of trades happening um, on and before on and before the uh, the the trade deadline. There's a lot of, and the reason is this. Uh, and, and as it kind of touched on it, there are a lot of teams that are kind of floundering and they're realizing it. the Pacers aren't going anywhere. Right. So they're going to have to at some point make that decision, understand and move on from it. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Now, they're, they've been good of late. Uh, they've been playing a little bit better, but I, I think it's time to blow up uh, CJ McCullum and, and Dame Lillard and move on from that. Um, they've got a really great kid, and uh, Anthony Simons, who is, is, is actually blossoming. Maybe it's time to give the range to him. There are a lot of teams like that, and it's those teams that I think are going to move from their players. And when you have a, a chance to get somebody like a Sabonis, uh, like a Turner, these are names that Isaac brought up, like a C.J. McCollum potentially, and you move them to somebody like the, the Sixers or the Lakers or the Clippers, um, or the Heat or the Suns, if that were to happen, that, that tilts the scale, man. And I think one team is going to start. They're going to roll the dice and they're going to bring in a Sabonis and then somebody else is going to go and somebody else is going to go. I anticipate a lot of movement, um, this, uh, trade season, uh, fingers crossed. I hope so. Cause it's always exciting to see that, um, happening. Um, I haven't seen any troll comments, man. I, I would I, I I welcome the trolls, uh, but I'd rather have legitimate questions. But that's it. That's our show for tonight. Week fifteen is now in the books. Um, we'll be back next week to recap and run back week sixteen. Sixteen rather. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Oh shoot, we're not going to be back next week. At least I won't. So. The show may run. It may not. I am off next week. Um, but one way or the other, we'll 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 recap week 16 and, and week 17. I'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll
1: Drop a to bounce you. pass. Throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass right past the shot blocker. I'll follow through like Kobe's money. You can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Peach Pass. Date sports, post game reports, debates and play by play, coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone a man up, you can ask Beach Basket, the Beach Basket. Coming to on net, the Beach Basket. Where the news begins, we're dropping news, like we're in the stands. Creative views from the Ashwich fans.